you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Luke chapter 10 tonight. Luke chapter 10. And we're going to read verses 38 down through to 42. And, uh, you know, I've been, uh, you know, thinking about what to preach during the week. And we actually had our song service practice uh, on Monday night. And so this sermon was birthed from our practice. And I want to preach a message entitled, The Privilege of His Presence. The Privilege of His Presence. Out of Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through to 42. And if you're there, it reads this. It says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Get this, this is the clincher here, but Martha was distracted. Everyone say distracted. She was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Jesus says one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. I want to preach tonight the privilege of His presence. The privilege of His presence. Number one, let's consider the priority of His presence. I mean, I'm thinking about this and you know what, just being in God's presence tonight, you know what, we could all agree that we live busy lives, that life can get busy. Can you say amen? You can be busy at work. You can be busy with uni. I mean, there's deadlines to assignments. There's, you know, you can become so busy with raising children, busy in your family, busy even in the ministry. Hello. But there's an issue because, you know, you can be too busy in the kingdom, but yet have no time for Jesus. Too busy in the kingdom, have no time for the king. There's an issue. That there's no time for Jesus. There's no time that you get to spend in His presence. There's no time to spend in the Word of God. You have no time for personal devotion with Christ. There's an issue. And the Scripture tells us Martha was distracted. She had become encumbered. There were so many things that was worried on her mind and she became distracted. Distracted means unable to concentrate. Because one is preoccupied by something worrying or unpleasant. Tonight you're worried. Tonight you can't even focus on the one true King of Kings that He's here in your midst. But there's things that have distracted you. Even when you are worshiping, your mind is elsewhere. And Jesus is right there. And you're yet your focus is on other things that are worrying, oppressing upon your mind. Jesus is here. And there are things that get in the way of your relationship with Jesus. Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. He came to redeem. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to heal the sick. He came to deliver. He came to heal the depressed. He came to set people free. And Jesus sees the multitude after doing many signs and miracles. And you know what he sees? He's moved with compassion and he says, they're weary and they're scattered. They're tired and they're distracted. Jesus is trying to get Martha's attention. Martha, you're weary and you're scattered. You need a shepherd. Jesus answers, says to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Martha, you're distracted. 
distracted. Think about distracted. Jesus gives a parable of the sower. Some fell among the thorns. And Jesus describes this is a picture of someone's heart, someone's life. That this ground, that the seed that represents the word of God that was planted in this particular soil represented someone's heart. The soil which fell among thorns. Listen to Mark chapter 4 verse 18. It says, and the ones sown among the thorns are others who hear the word. Then the cares and anxieties of the world and distractions of the age. And the pleasure and delight, the false glamour and deceitfulness of riches. And the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. Maybe there's a reason why you're not experiencing the fruit of the Spirit. Maybe there's a reason why there's no peace. Maybe there's a reason why there's no joy. Maybe there's no, you know, experience of the wonder of His grace in your life because you become distracted. Something's come in the way of your relationship with Jesus. Can I preach tonight to someone? Maybe you're here tonight and you know what? There's some things that have gotten in the way. It might be a girlfriend. It might be a boyfriend. It might be a job. It might be a career. Oh, come on, somebody. It might be even video games. It might be something that's taken, uh, you know what, uh, preeminence in your mind. And here it is. Jesus is in the house. But yet people are distracted doing other things. Martha was distracted. Mary is devoted. Martha is entertaining, Mary is encountering Christ. Martha is serving and Mary is sitting. Both is needed, but the priority is Jesus. Can you say amen? Both is needed, but the priority is Jesus Christ. And Martha comes along and she's serving. I can see it. She's in the kitchen. She's preparing the meal. She's trying to make everything perfect. She's in there and then she sees her sister. She's trying to get her attention. So she's, you know, she's maybe clicking some dishes. She's slamming some cupboards. She hasn't even moved yet. Mary's still sitting at the feet. Come on, Mary, what you gonna do? Come and help me or what? She's distracted. She's like, and she forgets the reason why Jesus came in the first place, which was just to sit down with them. And she asks Jesus a question and she says, Jesus, do you even care? You see, many of us, we question the love of Jesus Christ when we're so distracted. God, do you even care about my life? God, do you even care about me? And we come so distracted. We question God. God, where are you in this? I'm, 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 I'm working hard. I'm doing all these things. I'm doing, I'm going to work. I'm, I'm so busy. And we come distracted. And we're like, God, do you even care? Martha's question, Jesus, do you care? She's more concerned with serving Jesus than being with Jesus. Her theology is being controlled by her perception of her circumstances. There's a story about a man who uh, bought a train set for his son. And he thought it'd be a great idea for them to spend some time together. And You know, the boy was very excited. He goes to the box, he rips open the box, he pulls out the train tracks and the miniature train and as soon as he starts to, you know, force he, uh, forcing the, the tracks together, the father got scared. He's like, oh my goodness, you're going you're gonna to break this train set before we even put it together. So he's like, get away, son, get away, son. I'm gonna, uh, let, let me put it together first. I'm, I'll, you know. And so he pushes the son aside and he's there trying to fix it together. He's, the father got lost in the instruction. 
that he missed out on the, the love of spending time with his son. And, and so here it is when he had finished, he's like looked at it with amazement. He's like, yes, I did it. And he looked up and his son's not even there. He looked up and he's like, where did he go? And the, the son had gone into another room completely, you know what, had enough. He's like, you know what, I don't, I'm not interested in that anymore. Lost interest in the train set. And my point is this, what was meant to bring them together was actually pulling them apart. Here it is, Jesus is trying to get you to, you know what, come to him. He's calling out those who are weary, those right here who labor and are heavy laden come and I will give you rest but what about you are you so busy you're trying to do things but yet you're missing the whole point that you know what it's to be with Jesus again this message was inspired in our song service practice on Monday night and we're singing this song you're all I want you're all I ever needed help me to know that presence of God I'm telling you came in our midst so powerfully the guys can witness it and it wasn't practice to get God's presence it was God's presence in our practice I felt like Mary sitting at Jesus feet even tonight I'm just feeling his presence you're all I want you're all I ever needed let me say this don't become so distracted with serving that you neglect devotion with sitting. I want us to all understand the importance, the priority of His presence. Spending time with Jesus Christ. I believe the church has, uh, you know what, uh, begin to move our relationship with Christ. We've, you, you know what, we've relinquished our relationship with Jesus to a fast food window. Jesus, I'll, I'll take this and I'll take that and I'll... Thank you, Lord. Amen. God, I'm just here because I need you to help me. I'm, I'm, you know what? I've done some bad things, God. 911, Jesus, help. We've settled for a fast food window with relationship with Jesus Christ. And Jesus, the Bible says in Revelations 3 verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. knocking on the door of your heart he's, he's, he's knocking but you know what the busy schedules have God you know what have overtaken the knock Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart he's trying to get in he's, he's waiting for you to open that door if anyone hears my voice opens the door I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me Jesus desires relationship so many things can get in our way. We, we forget this. And I'm speaking this on myself. I've been there. I know what it's like to try and juggle ministry, uh, marriage, uh, uh, kids, raising. It gets busy. And one thing that always gets me focused back is just to say, you know what, God, I'm going to spend some time in your presence. Forgive me, Lord, for coming to the Bible just to get a message and not even hear your voice. Forgive me, Jesus, for, you know what, I, I just come to pray in the morning. I got my list ready to go, and it's just a routine. It's not even a relationship. Oh, man, stay with me. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. So many things have come my way. It's like, God, forgive me. Let's talk about the privilege of his presence. Sitting at the teacher's feet. Let me give you a background with some biblical history and 
the culture, sitting at the teacher's feet in Greco-Roman culture, when a student wanted to show the utmost respect to the teacher, they would sit at the teacher's feet. It was a humble posture by the learner. By situating themselves at such an intimate position in relationship to the one who was instructing them. It showed how much they valued the education they were receiving and their close connection to the instructor. The Greek word mathetis means one who is an understudy, one who knows that the teacher offers them insights they could never gain on their own. It is a signal of the student's recognition of the superiority of the teacher to them. Mary understood, I'm in the presence of a king. I'm not taking this for granted. I'm in the presence of Jesus. It's a privilege. God, let me not get distracted. Let me not take your presence for granted. God, let me not go another day. Let me not go without another minute, without first sitting at your feet, Jesus. Mary recognizes that Jesus is superior to her and she needs to be in a place of listening. When I hear his word, when I hear his voice, faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. Many times your faith can never grow because you're not hearing his voice. Many times you're never growing into maturity because you're not hearing his voice. Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Can you hear his voice tonight? Mary recognizes that Jesus can tell her things that she cannot learn elsewhere. Mary saying, I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus. God, teach me how to live. Jesus, teach me how to walk. Jesus, teach me how to talk. Jesus, I need to be at your feet. Mary recognizes that Jesus welcomes her to be near him. And she knows it's not just about information that she needs from him. She knows this is a relationship a privilege of his presence. I mean, we think about David. David was a man, you know what, we know it, man after God's own heart. He never lived a perfect life, but he was always pursuing the presence of God. Psalms 27 verse 4, One thing that I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. There is a hunger, there is a passion, there is a real innate desire within someone that says, God, I just want to be in your presence. Jesus, I just want to be close to you. God, one thing I have asked. Jesus says to Mary, one thing that is required. Paul says, one thing that I do, I leave that which is behind and I press forward. One thing I do. I was glad when they said to me, let's go up to the house of the Lord. Psalms 122 verse 1. David cries out in Psalms 42 verse 1. As the deer panteth for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. Here it is, these men, these women that desires to say, you know what, God, I, I'm, I don't want to take your presence for granted. I want to be in your presence. God, I, whatever it takes, Lord Jesus, help me. I mean, when David sinned, he, he recognized that the presence of God had left him, and he was crying out in Psalms 51, let not your presence go from me. Moses, another one, Exodus chapter 33, verse 15. 
Then he said to him, he's speaking to God, he says, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up here. He'd say, you know what, I'd rather be on this side of the river with your presence than to go in prosperity without your presence. I'd rather be in your presence rather than, you know what, you, the, the things of the world and the things that they have to offer. I'd rather be in your presence right here, right now. The privilege of his presence. And Jesus says to Martha, one thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part will, which will not be taken away from her. Jesus does not want to take Mary's relationship away from him. He desires that. The same way Jesus wants relationship with you, don't take his presence for granted. When we come in his presence, say, you know what, God, you're all I ever wanted. You're all I ever needed. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. Simple message. You know, we can get so caught up in the business of life, we forget about Christ. And spending time in his word, spending time in his presence. I want to give an invitation tonight as we do every service because God knows every single one of our hearts. You're here tonight and you're not saved. Your heart is not right with God. You're here and you, you're hearing the message and you're like, man, I'm, 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 not, I'm not even in His presence. The Bible says that our sins are what separate us from a loving God. Jesus spoke about heaven and He spoke more about hell. A place of gnashing of teeth, a place of outer darkness, total separation. The Bible says, you know what, it's come a day, it's appointed for man to die once and then comes judgment. Are you right with your maker? Are you right with God tonight? You're here, you're not saved, your heart's not right with God. I want you to do one simple thing. You be honest, say, yep, that's me. You lift it up tonight, say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved, I'm not right with God. Lift it up, no one looking around, just between you and God. I don't know your heart, but God does. Man sees the outward, but God sees the heart. You're here. You're not saved. You're not right with God. Lift it up. God loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to give you eternal life. Lift it up tonight. Maybe you're backslidden. You once had a relationship with Jesus, but you backslidden. You've gone back into your old life. Lift it up tonight. Say, yes, pastor, that's me. I want to give my life back to Jesus. Make it a serious decision tonight and say, yep, I'm coming back. I want my relationship with Christ restored. Amen. I see that hand. God bless you, brother. Anyone else you want to join this honest man and say, yes, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. There are things that have gotten in the way with my life, uh, with my relationship with Jesus. Lift it up. Lift it up. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to get saved. Lift it up. Join this honest hand, heart and say, yes, that's me. Hallelujah. Amen. My brother at the back. Amen. You met that. Amen. Won't you come out of your seat? Amen. We'll get one of our brothers to pray with, with you tonight. Amen. Come. Join us at the altar. Hallelujah. Turning to the church. Church, let's sit at his feet. Come to the cross. Come to Christ. Come tonight and seek Jesus. 
tonight's the night to say, you know what, God, I've been distracted. Maybe you're here tonight and there's so many things that have come in the way with your relationship. Why don't you come out of your seat and just do business with the Lord at this altar? Come, come, I'm inviting you right now. Come out of your seat and say, Jesus, I'm going to reprioritize some things in my life. Come, come out of your seat. This is an altar call. The altar where God can alter our lives. Jesus, tonight minister in this place. God, restore right now the rightful relationship. God, forgive us, Lord Jesus, for being distracted by many things. Oh, God, bring us to a place, God, where we can sit at your feet to hear your voice. God wants to move upon your life tonight too. You know what, there are people here tonight, you know what, you once had a, a fervent prayer life. God wants to restore that. So you know what, just come back to His feet. People here tonight, you need to get rid of some distractions. It might be social media. Go on a fast. Say, you know what, I'm turning this off. Go on a, a fast from whatever it is, video games, whatever it is. You know what, say, God, it's distracting me from my relationship with you. Reprioritize. Think about the things that, you know what, have gotten in the way. Tonight at this altar, say, Jesus, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make this a decision right now. I'm going to leave it at this altar. Oh, Rabamasielerebebes. Yes, Lord. right now minister at this altar you're all out you're all God tonight touch at this altar in the name of Jesus Christ Lord God I pray tonight let your presence God fill her right now oh God the things that have been hard upon her mind that have caused her to be anxious God, I pray tonight, Jesus, that you administer by your Holy Ghost. God, I thank you for my brother, Lord Jesus. Lord, his honesty, God, the, the humility of his heart, God, that to, to know, Lord God, that things have come in the way of his relationship. I pray tonight at this altar, God, that you restore right now. God, the things that have been lost, Lord God, that have been, the enemy has stolen. God, I pray the peace of God. I pray that. Lord God, let there be a supernatural transformation. Lord God, take place from this altar.
stood tonight in this altar, God. Loose your spirit, God. God, in the name of Jesus.